Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us for our episode, was it season four, episode 27, Hot Topics for Round Six, Chris. Yeah, you almost got a little bit tongue-tied there. Season four episodes, we've, we've pumped out a lot of episodes and a lot of YouTube content as well. Yeah, tongue-tied, that's one of my best features. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> anyway, before you move on, please do like, subscribe, follow us on all our socials, SC Insider 100 on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, all our audio platforms as well, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Podbean, you name it, we're there. Oh, he's been practicing. Do you roll that? <laughs> do you just go to bed and be like, I've got to nail this every single time? Now, <laughs> Is that what you do? Now I do. Yeah. Obviously um, on YouTube as well, just search for a Super Coach Insider. Um, YouTube's popping off. It's going well. We're, we're, we're getting up there and now almost, almost available to make some money out of it. Yes. Um, let me see exactly are, how many subscribers we have now. You do that. We're on the Peroni Peroni Legera today, so nice and light, nice and crisp. It's good because I'm a I'm actually back on my diet this week. I've um I'm I'm going on another challenge next week, Ben. I'm doing a a weight gain challenge. Oh, not a weight gain, a muscle gain, I should say. Right. There um, you go. So yeah, I'm about to get ripped. Incorrect. <laughs> Um, so let's a quick outline for the format today. We're going to um, go in through looking at the cash cows, those players who are ready to go prime to pip this week. We're also going to then look at uh, the fallen premium. So those who you can kind of look at and pick up around now. So they're the ones where their break even is kind of similar to their average or below their average. People you could try and move on now. And then falling premiums. Now, the reason that we want to kind of keep an eye on these falling premiums is because you want to try and eye off some people that you're interested in and plan for those next couple of weeks to be able to get them in. And that's Absolutely. very, very important. And there's a lot of good falling premiums. So you're going to have to be a little bit picky, I think, with it and work out where you need the player and you know, adjust accordingly. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that's going to do with your buy structure as well. So have a look at what you want in your team by the end of the buys. Um, when you want them, do you want them before the buys? Do you want them at the buys? Do you want them after the buys? And then target them. So that's what I'm doing right now. Um, and if you check out our podcast, you'll be able to see what we have planned trading in as well. Um, the other podcast where we go through our, our teams individually. Yeah, and we're quite dissimilar too. We've got some different strategies coming up. We do. Um, yeah, so, and Chris, I overtook you this week. So you we'll, did. <laughs> oh, oh, we had one chance to fucking say it. He has to, has to just, just put the a, boot in. Just a quick little roll in here, but... Um, yes, Enjoy your one week, mate. Enjoy it. That's all I can say. Uh, one and done, mate. That's how I do it. Um, I'm rolling with 16 premiums from next week, mate. <laughs> shit. At this point, Zebel, who is the second highest averaging forward, is a premium, and so is Impy. I think he's like the sixth highest averaging forward or something at the moment. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But look, let's get into those cash cows now. So 
First one is Highmore. He just lingers around like a, a bad disease. This Highmore, 117k defender, still break even of negative 68. Will he ever move from a negative break even, Chris? I think he comes in this week. A um, few things that obviously happened in the Saints game on the weekend is that Webster got injured. Um, so one defender is definitely out and did a hamstring. Um, and also their other defenders in uh, Ben Long and McKenzie were absolutely terrible. Um, he was... Uh, arguably best on ground to half time and finished the game with 16 disposals and 95 super coach in the VFL. So I do think that Highmore is a chance to come in again this week. A high chance, a high more chance. (laughs) Chris pulling a funny. Uh, Yeah. So um, that's probably going to happen guys. So yeah, uh, if you don't have him, Here's the thing. If you don't have Highmore, which I think everyone probably does, but if you don't have Highmore, is it worth bringing him in, do you reckon? Uh, it's a tough one. He, it is. It's tough because of job security, right? Yeah. But if he plays well, sure, well, he played well the first two rounds, so I don't know what the big issue is there. But um, look, at some point, you just got to... You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. <laughs> You do got to lock it up. No, you lock it up. At some point, you got to lock it up. Yeah, you do. You're right. Um, so moving on, obviously, we think uh, Flynn comes back in this week. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed. However, Mummy has been good for two weeks, mate. Yeah. Oh, he, Mummy's so been... Phoenix is rising. Mummy's been very good. However, I think they'll need to give him a break soon. He'll be mummified. I mean, here's the thing. He's played two games for two wins. Yeah, that's, that's, a, big, that's a big stat. Yeah, right. Uh, and it's their only wins of the season. So... I said earlier in the season, part of the reason why they're not playing is the midfield's not performing, and the midfield's not performing because they don't have a ruckman. Now, I do not think that he played that Mumford plays this week because we've already heard Cameron say there's no way he could play three games in a row. They were even umming and ahhing about having him last week. So now I think it will be Flynn, but it could also be Briggs. So if that happens, don't be surprised. That's just Leon Cameron being Leon Cameron. Fucking Leon Cameron, <laughs> this guy, like everybody's favorite coach for Super Coach, right? Well, he, yeah, and well, what's going to happen when Whitfield comes in? Where's Whitfield going to play? Um, Forward pocket. I think he on plays, the bench. I think he plays back pocket and kicks one of those lads out. I mean, look, what they could do is they could play him in that Josh Kelly role at the half forward flank and have him as the you know winger slash half forward flank push Kelly into the midfield. Yeah, it'll happen the week after I trade Josh yeah, Kelly. I'm, I'm literally saying this just to piss you off. Uh, yep. Uh, but look, <laughs> hey, we, we don't know. If we want to find out, we need to email, uh, was it Lambert, and find out some yeah. inside information on where Whitfield's hiding. I do season. think that when Whitfield – I mean, we get, the great thing about Whitfield coming back, we get two games to look at his role. Yep. So we don't have to make a preseason decision on that. Well, that's double the preseason data we had exactly. <laughs> watching uh, for two games. So look, uh, that's an interesting one. I do agree. I think Flynn might play this one, but then it's going to be hit and miss. And those who have him at R two, they have been hurting playing. Oh, we'll just get cover in Tracy, and um, yeah, he's averaging what twenty, twenty five yeah. or something. If that, oh yeah, but he had a good game though. <laughs> yeah, he had, a, he had a great game. Happy Gilmore. Haggle where where did he average? Fifth last. Yeah, but he had a good he had a good day though. <laughs> Um, Meek hits a 35 in that week and then gets dropped the following week. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so. some people went Meek to Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is better than going a Hunter for a zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I, I, it's, it's almost like that we spent the entire preseason saying to go Gordon Grundy. Yeah, Flynn at uh, R3 has been beneficial. I'm waiting for another price jump or two. That might be hopefully this week and next week, and then I can get off him. But 
we might be forced to hold him a little bit longer, but yeah, you know, it just depends. I think if he's oh, making you, cash, you've got to hold him just yeah, you've, got, you've got to hold him while he's making cash. This is a guy that you should be able to swap out at around 400K. Um, basically one tra- uh, yeah, one down, one up to a forward premium. I'm hoping like a danger field for 550K. So um, yeah, he's got, you've got to hold him because you, you need that cash. You need that money generation from him. Yep. Lachlan Jones, the next one, 139K defender, break even at minus 48. He's scored a 61 and a 69 so far. He's... It looks promising enough, and the reason that he interests me is because they are losing Dersmer and Butters, so I think it does you know, shore up a little bit of the security there. Houston kind of hurt himself a little bit, so that's a test on him. I wonder if he goes back into defense so we're not in the midfield. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I think that um, there be could run. be a question mark on Jones this week. Um, I still think he's the right in this week because he's been playing fantastically. However... Does yeah, Houston with a banged up shoulder, does that mean he moves behind the ball because they don't want him around the contest as much? Um, I don't know. It's We won't know, unfortunately. And I think Port plays Sunday, if that's right. Yeah, they're very last. The yeah. last game. Now, if which you isn't, are Isn't great. Well, if you aren't sure and you have a Ridley, which we'll get onto, don't make your trades too early, guys. Make Hold them if you can. If you need to make the trade, then obviously you just bite the bullet and you hope for some luck. But... If you can wait for some Sunday players and if you can wait until at least Saturday night, and I think what well, there's only about four or so games that play before that Saturday night period, yeah, then do it. Once you know teams, then kind of do those trades. Well, let's have a look at this because I think we were probably relying on both Highmore and Jones being named this week. Um, I think I'm relying on one. I need one of them to be Yeah, named. so one of the two, right? So Because obviously I think that people will probably yep. get high more in this week. I think that that's a no-brainer. But that'll come. We'll come down into that Ridley conversation, I think. But as f- we'll finish off on the rookies, the cash cows. After Lachlan Jones, I think it'll depend on obviously matchups and whether he's named as to whether you bring him in. But he is a good option to bring guess, in. Guess what? Port plays St Kilda in the last game of the round. That's what I said. <laughs> we got Perth over here, two hours behind. Oh, the that's very fantastic. last game. So uh, you couldn't be any worse for um for, for, for finding out information, right? Pretty much. Uh, Bo McCreary is the next one, 117k forward, break even of minus 45. He scored a 56 and a 58. Now it, it might not set you a light here, and he he has performed admirably in yep. a, in a shit house team. That looks like an absolute bunch of rabbles, worse than Carlton right now. Here's the positive, though, Chris. Show us your positive. They play Essendon, Gold Coast, and North next. That's good. And uh, That's the no- other North the with other, an F. The other positive is obviously uh, Jordan Degoe will miss this week at least. So we know that he's probably going to be playing, even though they've got another Sunday game. Uh, I just don't like him because he's basically Waterman for last week but 15k more expensive. So he's a small forward. He's if he doesn't kick goals, he's not going to score. And so what we saw last week was Waterman drop a 27. Well, it was wet too. Waterman, yep. hey, how how crap's that? How ironic. Waterman is shit in the wet. <laughs> yeah, right. With a name like Waterman, at least at least be your namesake. Um yeah, so look I, I don't I don't hate Jordan uh Bo McCurry as an in, but I just I question you why you're bringing him in. Like who are you trading out? to go down to Bo McCreary that you couldn't have traded out last week. Like, what more information do you have? Well, you could have Barry. You could have some other midfielder that you might want to sort of switch on a DPP. Potentially. I mean... Campbell. But you didn't... You know, would you... Okay, so let's say you you didn't do that move last week for whatever reason. You didn't bring in Waterman at 15K cheaper. That makes sense. But if you brought in Waterman last week and now you're bringing in Bo McCreary, now you've got another two slow burn forwards. 
Yeah, that, I'm just not interested. We in have that. enough of those at the moment. We still your, got your Scott. We still got McNeil, Scott Brockman. Like yeah, oh, they're Fullerton. All waiting for them to make hundred k so I can bugger them off out of my sight. Yeah, literally. So, um, yep. yeah, just be, uh, buy beware. His role is not conducive to Supercoach scoring generally. So, yeah, just be careful. Yep. Or if you're desperate again, Essendon, Gold Coast, and North. Mm-hmm. Um, now Ryan Mansell. With the weirdest spelling of Ryan I've ever heard, R H Y A N. I don't know if that's a real thing. Is it Ryan? It's Rian, actually. Oh Jesus! Is no, it really? I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be, but oh, break it down. Oh jeez, you got me good then. Uh, You're welcome. One hundred two K defender from Richmond. Oh, fuck that got Rian. me. That got me good. Break that down. Um, break even of negative thirty three. He's shown enough. He scored fifty on the weekend, just gone without being. Obviously, too promising, but I don't know if I like his job security for too much. He played well. He played pretty well, but again, in a complete domination. But um, for a one hundred two k, if you could spend the extra what thirty seven, you're going straight up. To absolutely, Jones. there is a no brainer. There's a huge difference between what you get from Lockie Jane's to uh, Rian Mansell, um, and in terms of cash, I think Jones has both better. He's got better scoring power. He can. He's probably going to make more cash, and he's got better job security. Yep. So I just don't know why you would go to a Mansell in that sort of situation, unless you have like extra cover. So you, the re, the biggest reason why I want Jones is because my D seven sucks. My D actually I don't have a D seven now without Clark because he's dropped, and without Highmore, I don't have a D seven right now. So I'm pretty much screwed. So I need Jones to come in so I can have a playing player off my bench. So if you and especially did, this did you week, go Chapman? No, I do. Yeah, but he's oh, playing right. DC. He's a D six. Right yeah. Now. Okay. Right. Right. So yeah, Jones needs to be that guy that I can swing in for someone like a Ridley who's just going to be a one weaker. I'm waiting next time they ask you that. You're like, just check my YouTube video, mate. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. Look at. Did you did you not just hear me for ten minutes go on about it? Yeah. Yes. Um. So yeah. So if if unless you having him a D eight. And he's just going to be a slow burn defensive cash cow, which I don't think anyone's really looking for. Nope. Yeah. I do agree. Um, I also don't like him because he has two first names. Well, Rian and is Mansell a first name? Yeah, Mansell and Gretel. No. <laughs> That's um, not a thing. No, I know. I butchered that this week. Cheers. They called that. me out on, on something and I uh, quickly forged some other. Supporting Evans. Uh, honorable mentions here. Now, Jordan Sweet, he doesn't keep his spot, but he holds a 73. There's no way Steph uh, you know, gets rested and now Sweet's going to kick him out of the side. Jai Farrar, if that's how you say his name. Fa- Farrar? Farrar. Farrar. Yeah, Farrar. It's Farrar. probably Farrar. It's, you know, like, it's like Kaka. 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 Farrar. Farrar. No, that's I horrible. don't know what we're doing at this point. Uh, interesting. He actually did quite well, but the problem is he's 184K. He scored an 83. He did look well. He did play well, but... At this time of the season, I'm not looking to bring in expensive rookies. I'm trying to maximize cash to upgrade. Especially the, the biggest problem with that is that he's a forward rookie as well. For Gold Coast. And, well, no, he didn't play. I think he played behind the ball, yeah, he didn't he? he did, yeah. yeah. The, the thing is, as a forward rookie for Supercoach, who are you trading him to? None of them are at 180K. You couldn't even <laughs> you couldn't even sideways to them. You've got to put money on your rookie to bring him in. Roe Ro will get you 20 oh, yeah. or 15K, 25K. Uh, that's about it. But now, having he, he said did that, if he comes out and pumps out a ton, yeah. you kind of have to get him, right? Yeah, correct. Because he'll make you 80K from day one. I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot to play out there, but yeah. 
this week is going to be very determined, but it has to be big. Yeah, if it's big, it'll either be near or Farrar. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wow. Well done. You finally got one today. Yeah, right. uh, yeah. I still think my Rihan was better. Well, look, so you know. uh, yeah, if, you're going for, if you're going for a home <laughs> run, you've got to prepare to strike out a few times. That's true. And I, and I strike out a lot. Um, that's, that's why I call you the Fulton because you're one in five. <laughs> And yes, that's the Mighty Ducks reference for those playing at home. Yes. Uh, okay, Finley McRae, last honourable mention before we move on. 126k forward mid, slightly more expensive, dual position, scored a 41. Um, look, he butchered a little bit. He got enough of the ball, though, so it's an interesting one for me. I'm definitely looking to watch for one more week. I don't think he butchered it per se. He just tried kicks that are probably would be great in you know 18s and VFL. But you just can't pick them off at yeah. AFL level at this a- stage of history. And against West Coast, of all, yeah, of all people. I mean, look, West Coast are the hardest team to play against. And, and some of his decisions are a little bit off. But some of his delivery inside 450 was amazing. Like, he had two to three kicks to mark inside 50. And unfortunately, they didn't turn into goal assists. They were, one was out in the full and one was a behind. And that would have impacted his score. So if those have gone through, he scores in the 50s. I really liked his ability to accumulate the ball. He looked composed by hand. Um, He's going to be in the team for a few weeks. Uh, He did a lot to pump up his job security. So... Uh, yeah, next week, my I will be looking to bring him in. He's the he's the Lockie Jones of this week. I'm looking to see what his score is next week and hopefully be bringing him in for a mid or a forward rookie, depending on um, who I think probably be a forward rookie to try and get maybe a, a Rower or a Campbell off field next week. But we'll see. Yep, I agree. Um, fallen premiums. Now, these are guys that you can pick up. Obviously, Lockie Neal, the big talking point for this week. Chris, he only needs to average like one twelve and a half now for the rest of the year to fulfill that wager. Look, I hope he does because uh, if you a sneak preview into the other though. podcast is that I'm probably bringing bringing in Neil this week. So yeah, hey, look, um, you, they can't all be winners. I mean, I brought in Walsh, and um, you got to just sometimes bury that hatchet. So that's true. Uh, he did look a lot better. Now the only problem was is that they played a two game rookie basically on Lockie Neil, saying here go learn some lessons and played Lockie Neal into form. Go figure. Yeah, classic. Oh, look, um, let's play someone who's having his f- third game in AFL. Third or second, even? Second or third. It was, yeah, um, very fresh. On Lockie Neal for the entire game. And he destroyed them. But he also, um, those goals that he kicked were at a premium because obviously there wasn't many goals kicked at that stage of the game. So when he kicked the goals, they were worth a lot more points. Um. Do I think that he's got those scores in him? Yeah, he's lucky, Neil. Do I think it's this week? Probably not. I think he gets tagged this week. Yeah, me too. Now, that's my concern. Um, Kurnow, it's funny because Kurnow we consider one of the best taggers. And uh, against Brayshaw, he killed him and Brayshaw got a 66. Whereas Boak got tagged on the weekend and Boak still managed a 106. So do I think, you know, Lockie Neil, you might be able to wait a week on him. You might. If you don't have the cash, you're kind of hoping, okay, maybe I'll, I'll set up a couple things. I don't think he's going up too much in price even between if he now hits, and next week. Even if he hits a 120, with a break-even of 98, he goes up, what, 10, 15K? And then has a quite a low break-even. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not – then it's – yeah, so two yeah. weeks is panic stations if he has another big week. If he goes around 100, you've probably got three weeks. You, got, you can buy yourself a little bit of time. Um, the only reason that I'm kind of forced into Lockie Neal because I just – Unfortunately, I have enough for Neil, but not enough for Clary. 
which is the like most frustrating thing of all time. Yeah, you spoke about trying to pull it last week, and mm. then you're like, oh, he's going to drop, and your fear yeah, well, was I didn't to think, be short. I didn't think Clark would be dropped completely, which is my trade-out for Lockie Jones. I could do it if I go to Rehan. <laughs> <laughs> But obviously, I'm not that silly. Um, no. So, yeah. So, unfortunately, it's kind of put me in a little bit of a spot where I have to go with Neil, but we'll see how we go. Bonds looked impressive again, but these these score the fluctuations. fluctuations every single week, can you deal with that as an owner? I think you could because when, you, when you're when you high, you're high, and when you're low, you're low. Um, he's going to fluctuate, but it's an interesting one for me. He's 590K, break even at 96. He's averaging 113.6, very similar to Oliver. Same kind of price. Oliver's $1,000 more, break even slightly higher, but averaging 113.4. Difference is, is that Oliver got tagged to have that low score. Bont just goes low and then absolutely tears the you know tears the fire out. So, Well, I mean, the thing with the three guys we have mentioned is they're all tag possibilities. So Neil, Bont, Oliver, they're definitely going to be going up in price, but they'll probably have another low score soon when they get tagged again because tagging's back in vogue. And they drop again, and they're probably going to be somewhere between that, say, five eighty to six twenty. I think most of the season. So yeah, now I don't think they're going to be ungettable. No, I don't think so either. And the the good thing is with these fallen premiums, you try and after they have a couple of bad games, they're still averaging well. They've had a dropped a couple of low ones. Their price drops, so that's the time to kind of get on. Whereas a lot of people tend to do it the opposite. People go nuts and go one fifty, one fifty, and everyone's paying a mozza to try and jump on. Whereas these are the people you want to look at. Now, the next one, obviously, Clayton Oliver, I said, he, for me, Lockie Neal and Oliver are number one and two. Bontepelli, if you have the cash and you've got those players already, I would be looking definitely at him at some sort of stage through the, the season. The problem with Bont is that if you already have Neal, already have McRae, it starts to be a buy structure worry. Yep, good spot. Um, so, yeah, so I, I really like Second Bont, buy. but I'm actually more looking at him after the buy as a potential if I can't get up to, say, a steal. If Steele's still hovering around that 650 and I might not be able to get him, you got to look towards Bont or someone like that. Yeah, I'm waiting for Steele to drop an 80 out. So Yeah, and um, I think that will happen. Oh, so do I. He, he, he's had some games of 19 to 21 touches, but I think one of them, 21 touches, three goals, so he still scored a 120. So yeah. waiting and for that game. Look, Saints suck. <laughs> like, help. what's happening with the Saints, hey? Oh, man. Like... Every time you th- like, yeah, you, you get excited. Start of the year, yep. you've got some great free agent guns. All of a sudden, they start playing football. Yeah, <laughs> oh, when the Saints can pack it in, <laughs> when the Saints can pack it in. Oh, they wish to play in some finals. <laughs> oh, when the Saints go packing in. <laughs> well, that was pretty good. That yep. was impromptu. That wasn't even planned. You're welcome. Copyright 2021. Um, <laughs> Luke Ryan, the next one, 543K, break even to 92, averaging 102. He is started off quite slow, chipping away without doing too much damage, but this week he looked back to his old self. He dominated. I'm not sure whether having a, um, an extra tall person back there sort of helped free him up a little bit or whether that knock in his back has now kind of subsided, but he actually looked impressive. And we knew he had it in him. He is someone that has a really high ceiling, and his average can go from 100 to 107 quite easily. Well, essentially what they did is they just let him be free. They had not, like, he was just the seventh defender. I want to break free. free. Um, yeah, they literally let him just run, which is good. And I think, you know, that's what you need to do against Adelaide because you need to have someone in front of Tex. And what we saw was an 85 from Tex. So what does that prove? You need to play seven defenders against Adelaide if you, if you want to have a chance at mitigating Tex. 
He looked a little bit worse for wears, though, this week, old yeah, Texan boy. Uh, well, he was a bit sore, though, during the week. So he was. It, Apparently, it he's got a calf issue. Yeah, he started off on fire, though. He still started off strong and then tapered it's, away. It's like at half time, he's, he switches it off. His afterburners have run out of gas. Uh, do you still think, are you thinking Texas is a keeper? I want to see him for one more week because if this is injury is persistent and he's not going to have a rest, there's no chance he can be a keeper. This might be controversial. He's made 190K. I think he goes well this week and next week, and then I think I'm dropping his ass. Yeah, I think I... Well, who, which other key forward is dominating like him? Now, Adelaide have won three out of, what, five games, and they've been competitive in the other ones. Like Gold Coast a couple of years ago, start off competitive, drop off a hill. Uh, I'm seeing the same from Sydney at the moment. Yeah, and Sydney. Yeah, huge. So huge drop off from a lot of their players after they had an initial bang from the start of the season. Everyone's fit. Everyone's firing. You've got these young kids all full of energy. And then, boo. Well, Chris, when you're hard and perk and you keep rubbing them out, mate, it's hard to keep it up. <laughs> This is true. You got to keep hard to keep Boom. that momentum. Whereas the old timers, they Boom. can just kind of go slow and steady all day. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> the most annoying sound in the world. Boom. <laughs> um, yeah. So look, uh, you've also got none of the Roxbury. We always do. That. Yeah. No, that's what I was. Yeah, I, was, I know. Yeah. We always, we always, we always do. Another I was Roxbury. with you. I was with you. With a tip of the cap, like, like so. so. Uh, Maynard, you've got there written. I, I oh, honestly. Maynard just hasn't really performed. He's played a lot. I was few- like, Amelia! <laughs> um, he hasn't really you know, lived up to last year's hype at this stage of the season. No. Um, but he's still a good price, though. Yeah, he is. But do you want to bring him in? I think there's just a lot more defenders that are better. I, I, at this price... You're talking about rather- Maynard? Maynard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You'd rather wait for say. I'd rather even wait for Caleb Daniel to drop. You know, and that, I suppose that brings us into our falling premiums to watch. Yes, um, to watch. Let's start with the top end now. Jakey Lloyd fallen premiums. Uh, he is someone who we said would average what one what one ten basically, or just short of. Yeah, I I think that I had him pegged at around a one twelve average this season. So he's had a couple of lower games. Um, his role is being impacted by the guys around him. However, I mean, look, what's his worst case scenario? 105 to 110, somewhere in there anyway. What he's averaging right now. So you're probably paying what you're going to get from him. Yeah. Well, if you don't have him already, 596K, break even to 154, I think in the next couple of weeks you want to jump on before his big ceiling starts to come back into fold. Yeah. And we look, what we have seen of from Jake Lloyd in the past is that um, – he usually has two parts of a season, right? Yep, so goes on a run. He does go on these big runs where you're like, oh, there's another 120. Oh, there's another 130. Not having him when he goes in those runs yep. is hard to watch. Make or break. So he is, he is someone, especially if you Stings need a defender. If you have Ridley and you have like extra rookies and you want to look an upgrade, I think he's not a bad option to, to look at coming up. Uh, also, I do agree. Um, yep. Tom Mitchell, the next one, five forty nine k, fallen, fallen, fallen. Premier, how how is the uh, <sighs> the fall there, Chris? I, as probably, I wouldn't even get him right now. Honestly, no. it's frustrating as hell. Like you can see that he's still getting the pill. He's not tackling like he used to, which is obviously impacting his score. But when he gets the pill in open air, he can't hit a target. It's so frustrating, and those ineffective short kicks. Really impact your supercoach score because it, it may say that you had a touch or a, on a, or a kick, but really, if you're not hitting that target, especially short, you're not getting any points. So it's just, you know, his DT scores keep going up and his supercoach scores just do not go anywhere. I call it the Taranto. It's exactly like the Taranto. Um, I don't know. At least Taranto's getting ta- like Taranto's doing everything else. He's just, yeah, he's just not really hitting it. 
Um, does Titch get that back? I mean, what we saw last year is that he went on a bit of a quiet run at the start of the season, and by round five, round six, he picked up his tackling and he picked up his scoring ability. So I'm hoping that that happens again this season and from maybe this or next week. So for those looking at a premium, you don't need to get him right now because he's obviously going to drop over the next couple of weeks, but I would still be keeping an eye on Titch for his scores and his form to turn around. Yep, I think it's coming. Uh, um, Adelaide this week, it would not surprise me if he does well, like a lot of other midfielders yep. against Adelaide. So he is someone who, you, if you have the money, you could bring him in this week, even with a high break even. I know it's risky, but this is their run coming up. And I've been holding off for this run. Adelaide, Saints, West Coast. So I know West Coast aren't easy, but their midfield... No, but their midfield's shot. Yeah, their midfield's shot, so midfielders generally can do pretty well against yep. them. Saints at the moment are a bit of a shamble, and it'll probably be a harder game. But again, if they're getting flogged, then you'll see people like you know McGrath, etc., just toweling up the Saint midfield. Yep. Then so Adelaide's in that mix. Then you got North Melbourne, Carlton, Suns, and then Sydney, who have dropped a little bit. So. A little bit, and then Essendon, who again also have a pretty weak. Well, not weak, but they can accumulate Lock and Neal, uh, Lions, etc. Yeah, if they play so. Archie Perkins on him, it'd yep. be a. So, a rude awakening. So this is a this is a section where he could actually average one twenty odd to get his average his overall average back to about a one fifteen. So I don't mind this move. Now, could we be wrong? Yes, but they're the kind of matchups, those easier ones, where it would not surprise me if he actually bangs out. Everything's comes together. He hits his form, bangs out a one sixty or two. Yeah, I really hope this turns around because this could all blow up in my face. I mean, when I did the 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 uh, the initial Neil trade, I went Neil to Ridley and Caldwell up to Titch. Now, in one week, that could have blown up in my face because I went, what, what did uh, Ridley get, 31? And Neil got 157. So I automatically lost, what, 120-something points there. Plus, how's Titch gone versus anyone else I could have got? Well, versus Corball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, anyway, so... I that, win that one. He, he's an interesting one there. Josh Kelly, break even at 128, averaging 95.2. He's 539K. He is dropping... Like it's hot. It's uh, frustrating. <laughs> when the pimp's in the crib, Mark. Nah, um, I definitely wouldn't even touch Josh Kelly without, unless you see his role change. So that's what we got. You got to wait. You cannot, can't get on Josh Kelly until his role changes. Correct. If he's playing forward, there's no point in bringing him Josh in. Josh Kelly could have got 60 super coach points last week and this week if he wasn't absolutely blessed and kissed on the dick. Yep. Two um, goals last week, one goal late to this scrape week. scrape in that 90, right? He does. Every single week he manages um, to do it. Now, I'm an owner and I'm considering getting rid of him. I'm 40K, I can go to a Lockie Neal with better scope. And the reason is, like, Josh Kelly's a good player and I know he has potential, but it's his role. And we always talk about role and we have so much evidence now. Five rounds yep. of crappy-ass rollage. Role is king in Supercoach. Um, we, say it at the, we say it at the start of every preseason. Yep. Role is everything. So if he does not have the role, you've got to get rid of him. He's just costing you points every single week, and he just continues to bleed cash. And look, now, I get if it, that though. role changes, that's then yeah. you then you can look at something different. But but maybe they yeah. need some of their contested you know ball winners to get injured or something like they have yeah, already. But they just keep putting more. But I guess they they've they just don't, got more of them. Though. They, they have keep... more. Well, they have more contested ball winners. Yeah, your Hoppers and your Tarantos and Callum Ward could go in there. So they're. They're able to replace that, but they don't have anyone that can actually run a lot of the that day. run and spread is what they and really And he's, he's lack, still yeah. getting the ball, but the problem is it's all uncontested. It's all out wide. His heat map is literally just like, it's like a landing strip 
on the high, you know, or the highway or a landing strip at the airport because it's just one straight line down one side and then back coming the other way. Yeah, plays I mean, one he, side. He plays up and down from the half forward flank, so he hits the logos and then you know wheels back around and comes back the yep. other way. I'm hoping that uh, Whitfield, if Whitfield plays, I reckon Whitfield would look for Josh Kelly and actually be able to hit Josh Kelly, and that's the only way his score will improve. They could, they would do all right with a good user in their team. They could. Uh, next one, Chris. Uh, Brayshaw. So th- um, I. Obviously, Brayshaw was tagged twice. Uh, actually, he was tagged in the back end of this game as well, but still managed to hit a 118, I think it was. Um, I like Brayshaw. I don't hate him. There's uh, Chera is now out for three to four weeks, I think. Yeah, um, they, they thought syndesmosis, but I don't think it's that bad. So no. he'll still miss a few weeks. So, you know, there's going to... I mean, there's one thing that says to me is that Fife's probably going to play more midfield in the next coming weeks. He's going to be huge. I wouldn't say to get on Fife um, if you don't already have him because yeah, that he's then going to move more forward. You know who Fife does well against? Uh, everyone. North, North Melbourne every time. He'll score well, don't get me wrong. but um, If you have him sneaky VC into Gorn for me this week, I think he's going absolutely nuts against well, Gorn. He's already missed one game, so he's got three more games to miss this year. So, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So um, See how you go. But, but yeah, yeah, I think Brayshaw, unfortunately, he is copying attention from Taggers because he can be so damaging. Uh I don't hate him at 482k. He's still got a break even 117, so you don't have to bring him in this week. But, um, yeah, he's one to watch. He I, is one to watch. Now, I just here's think his th- benefit, though, is that he has had three scores over 117. The problem yeah. is he's had two absolute stinkers where he was tagged, which brings his average down to 97. So, right. in league matchups, it could actually win you a league. I know some players in my league had he oh tell you what this this one player in my league shout out to you Shane mate if you're there because uh, you have been listening and he commented on I think your bad puns and you ripping on me last week uh he had my puns he, aren't that bad. he had Mundy he had Brayshaw and he had someone else and just absolutely raked. he had Mundy he yeah he raked it in this so week. you have Mundy from Sunday to Mundy wait that's just one day <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, look, uh, yeah. you know, there, there are some matchups. If you're if you're playing for league, then there are some matchups that can do well. Yeah, look, uh, yeah, I, I just think if you're playing for overall, you're selling yourself short, getting a Brayshaw if you've already got a Walsh and you've already got a Taranto, or if you've already got a Josh Kelly, yeah, anyone that's like, underperforming, you don't want another spud in your farm. Yeah, there's any, every chance he drops a seventy or an eighty or whatever on any given week. I just think if he's your M eight. You're in a good position, but if he's not going to be in your M8, then I don't think you can afford to carry him as your in your final team. So there's just so many really, really, really good performing mids this year, and they're all within reach because we've got these extra trades based on the you know the um for the extra forward premiums that we just got gifted at the start of the season. So uh, yeah, uh, Brayshaw decent in if you really need desperately to get someone at his price point, but I wouldn't recommend him 100. percent I agree. Dusty Martin, 521k, break even to 125. Someone he can probably jump on in the next week or two. Uh, he will drop to a nice price point, probably 500 or just below, hopefully. He's going down. He'll be under 500 in a few weeks. Yeah, quick disclosure. So he is averaging 108.6. His three-round average, though, is 88.3, which is basically off his last couple of rounds. Um, quick disclosure. Uh, I don't know. People read things, but as in it's, it depends on how you read them. It's the tone that's involved. We are not a news page. We are not journalists. 
when we post stuff oh, online. Oh, yeah, you we, went fucking nuts on, oh, no, no, on and, Twitter, and I'll, didn't you? And I'll explain that. But as in, we are not news journalists. We are not an advice page. We give advice, yes, but we're an opinion page. We give opinion. We give advice based on our... We're pretty good at giving opinions, too. Based we? off our opinion, but we're not... <laughs> we're not. We're just two blokes that get together and, and speak some crap. We are not journalists. We are not a news article. We are not an advice page where we get paid for this. And people are like, oh, a news page giving you know this advice or ripping shit on someone. I'm like, mate, do you even know us? Do you even know the game? Um, so, yeah, look, we, we that's a quick disclosure now. Now, Dusty Martin, he butchered it quite a bit. And turns out I actually needed to know a little bit of something about pre-clearance ball, which I didn't know. So there you go. Um, and I was just raging because he did not hit a target. He did not deserve to be on 40 Supercoach at halftime. I know he got the ball a lot. But then you look at, say, Titch who gets the ball a lot and still butchers it, absolutely gets towed up. Every other person who butchers it has a shit score. And then Dusty gets inflated to 41, I think it was, at halftime. Yeah. And I, I went on a rampage. I'm like, how does a guy with four, was it six effective disposals out of 15 score so well? Now, after I ran on that rampage, Dusty actually comes out and performed really... His, his second half was a little bit better. Well, I thought his second half, he had much more impact. And he actually kicked some goals and hit some targets, went long mm. into the 50, you know, but... I would have been his second half would have been adequate to get him, yeah, fifty points or so is what he got him fifty. Well, I think even more. He could have points, got he could have got points. sixty points for that second half. But the problem was, I felt like then all of a sudden his super coach was better than his dream team. Go figure. Who butchers the ball and gets more super coach first of all, and then as the game went on, he was actually more effective, kicked a goal, and then all of a sudden the dream team went higher than his super coach. And I was like, but he is actually better in the second half, so. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, go figure. He, he did deserve the score in the end. Where he gets, I mean, the thing. This is why Dusty can go one forty with the same game if he's just tidier. But um, uh, you know, when Cripps has a huge game, for example, all of his scoring comes from clearances and pre-clearance disposals. So anytime that there's a a disposal before the ball gets cleared, that's a pre-clearance disposal. It's a contested possession, a pre-clearance disposal. So what if you butcher the they, pre-clearance disposal? So if, if, even if that doesn't hit a target, you'll still get points for the contested possession and the pre-clearance disposal, but you'll get a zero for the possession. Right. But it's not negative unless it's a clanger. Okay. So but if, it, if it's out get, into space and then you get the clearance and you've kind of contributed yeah. to that clearance. So you might get three points because it's a contested disposal and a pre-clearance possession, but you get a zero for the actual ineffective disposal. But you okay. still get three points. Right. Whereas if that was number effective... Three, number three, my lord. Number three, my lord. If that was effective, you get like five and a half points. Okay, fair enough. You know what I mean? Like, So that's the difference between the two. Well, there you go. You learn something every day. Um, he is definitely someone you could bring in shortly. Zorko is next. 493k, break even a 118, 92.8 average. And it seems lower than it is because he has scored three tons from the five rounds. But the problem is that that consistency... Um, I would, again, I'd be holding off. I'll wait for that break even to drop even more. Around that buy mark when Brisbane's draw opens up, he could downhill ski from here to China. Yeah, the thing is, there's no real forward targets that are screaming, pick me, are there? No. Um, well, I Marshall mean, and Danger have had injury issues, so they're kind of holding off. Yeah. Then you've got Zorko and Dusty, who are probably going to drop a little bit more, and they're Side not really bottom. required. Huh. Side bottom still dropping. Um who do you really want as a four? And you, and you know, you've got Zebel and Impy still. Yeah, you hold. Plus, you got Warner. I mean, really, most people shouldn't be too uncomfortable with their forward line they're running every week. So, um, yeah, and most people have Dusty. Remember, so yeah, they do seventy percent. Yeah, I, I can't see these these forward targets being very interesting. I mean, as I said, Dangerfield. So there's there's news that Dangerfield might actually be injured worse than they originally thought. And it could be a couple of weeks of him out again, which is unfortunate to every single player who held him. They will be hating their life a lot. 
Um, but um, he has a very high break even. He, I think he's the highest break even of the week um, of 193. So he's going to be dropping cash. Um, and like I, I kind of thought early in the season, he's probably going to be available at about 550k. Now it does depend on his role and what his scoring capabilities when he comes back, but we'll see how that goes. I don't plan on picking him up until the buy, and I really hope that that's sort of. Um, he's going to be around that price mark. Well, if he misses time. a couple of games, then it will be around that buy, which will be wonderful. It will be wonderful. Um, break even one ninety one. Yeah, it's good. Averaging eighty four, so he will drop cash in quite heavily. Now, I can't believe. Speaking of side bottom, I didn't actually have him in my drop premiums list because he's dropped so far. <laughs> um, he he has dropped ninety five thousand in two weeks. He has gone to four hundred and ninety two thousand. Is he less than Zorko now? Like, how's that? 492. He is. He is less than Dane Zorko in, less two, than the in, magician. Two, in two games. Yeah, um, he's, he's dropped a lot. Of, he's had a couple of oh, really bad scores. The 2% that own him are hurting. He scored a 93 this week. Um, his role was marginally better, but they still performed very badly. I think moving forward now, with so you don't have Adams and you don't have Dugowie next week, he could have a very big week this week. Is it someone you desperately need to bring in with a break-even 116? Probably not. No, would you bring him in at all? Until unless I see him consistently pumping out tons, he which he hasn't at all done yet. No, I there's no way. But so it, we'll we'll wait. It's a wait and see. Four hundred eighty thousand for side bottom though. Are you tempted? Yeah, of course. But there's just other priorities right now. Yeah, I agree. Again, your forward line's not your issue. There's four other guys around about the same price that are. Well, Equally or... Yeah. Hey, he's also a forward midfielder, Chris. You could throw him in that midfield <laughs> and get outscored by yeah, Goulders. Yeah, exactly right, yeah. Nah, not interested. Nah, that ain't me. <laughs> How upsetting. His average is 20 points I took worse it off than and Goulden. threw it on the ground. Sorry. Um, What's that a reference of? Have you seen? Have you not seen the Lonely Island song, Threw It On The Ground? Ah, no, but um, I just... Oh, dude, you're watching that after this pod. Okay, fair call. After this podcast. Um, Okay, so now moving on to finish our roundup on this one. Caleb Daniel is next, 467K, break even a 159 back this week, assuming he's not dropped. Um, (laughs) Assuming uh, he can't actually get into the squad. Yeah, maybe. Hey, you know what? Maybe it's like those things when you actually get kicked out and then when you come back, they make you do all these checks and clearances and maybe he realised that they, you know... There's a height requirement. <laughs> and they, they actually have one of those yeah. like ride things out the Where front you, of the you, club. You, you leave a club to go get a water, <laughs> and then you come back in like, oh, no, nah, ID, please, mate. No, nah, you. And you're like, I was literally just in here the whole time. <laughs> uh, sorry, mate. You're only allowed in here if you're over 18. Or it's like the office where they change <laughs> the photo of him around. He's like, I literally have been here the whole time. <laughs> yes. yes. It's like, ha so and it's a photo of him and with, with his wife. It's like, what? That's so good. I love The Office. Well done. Yeah, it'd be like that. That's a good reference. Uh, Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, so Caleb Daniel averaging 72. He has had a 107 and a 96 in those four rounds, but obviously stunk up the couple. Again, I think there's so many performing defenders at the moment. I I think I'm with you. I'd probably prefer him over Maynard. And again, he's going to drop down cheap. If he gets to close to 400,000, would you be tempted if you were struggling? If you missed all the boats and you're strapped on cash, you've missed some rookies, you could do a lot worse. I mean, yeah, but... Not this time of the season. So the only time you're really going to want a 400k premium is maybe at the end of the buy. You've got no more cash cows making you money, and you just desperately need to get someone off the field. Bang! There you go, 400k premium. So it's Done. about timing. Yeah, it's you're not going to bring a Caleb Daniel in at 400k when he's averaging 72. Yep. There you go. You heard it here first. Why buy the milk when you can buy the farm? 
I don't get the reference, but okay, let's go to Mills. <laughs> well, why buy someone crap when you can go and buy someone? Why go out for burgers when you get steak at home? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Um, Callum Mills, and this is an interesting one. Very interesting. Break even at one thirty-seven, so he is now starting to drop cash. He is still averaging one hundred five point four. Obviously inflated by the high ceiling that we know he has. And he did this last year as well. It's not too dissimilar. Started off with a 154, 93, 109, 87, 84. I think 80 is probably around the floor for him this year. Yeah, I mean, he's proven he's got a high floor. Um, Does he have a consistent high ceiling? And that's what we don't see right now. Um, Still considering him for that last spot in my defense if, if Whitfield doesn't get up. I mean, Whitfield's supposed to be coming back, I think, next week. It could be as early as next week, which means we've got three weeks. So around about that time, if we eye off Whitfield and we say, yep, he's a must-have, or we say no, Mills could come into calculations then for me. I feel like I'm scarred by Cameron. Don't know yeah. if I could trust. I don't know if I could trust any GWS player Dude, more than usual. If you listen to our like last podcast for the last two years, we've said both times we are don't not starting pick any a GWS, GWS player. players. And I start Taranto, and you start you start Kelly. <laughs> yeah, and in these circumstances, even if there's a fire, yeah, <laughs> I'll drop kick that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bone his fucking house down. <laughs> I just got a new nickname, Magic Man. Um, you're switching movies now. Yeah, I know. That's what I do. It's the stupidest fucking name. Actually, it's pretty cool. Actually, it's a pretty good name. Slingshot. Uh, slingshot. Yeah. Engage. <laughs> <laughs> What's a macchiato? Oh, dude, I'm... Just say you like really thin pancakes, no? Um, tell a digger nice. If you don't like Big Red, then fuck you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a... What a what was it? Lady Tampax. <laughs> yeah. Don't, I don't know what to do with my hands right now. Yeah, okay. Well, right, we, we're moving yeah, on. We, we've got to move on. Um, okay, so yeah, Mills, I agree. I, I considered bringing him a couple of weeks ago. I'm glad I didn't because he dropped an 87, 84 since then. And he's someone you could possibly get around that 500 flat mark, which would tempt me also. Yep. Uh, again, most people have a lot of defenders or the smart ones. So I think you're kind of tossing up between, you know, Houston, Mills, Whitfield, and I don't even mind the, the ability to swing lead into that midfield mix at your M8 to give you that flexibility because there are so many performing defenders. Laird needs to the man pull the his finger though. out. What the hell, Laird? We I'm so sick of your 90s. We could have done without him. <laughs> yeah, right? We could have led him alone. <laughs> uh, will, unfo- I don't know how much not having Rory Sloan impacts his scoring ability. And that's... That's concerning because as the primary midfielder, as the only real midfielder in there right now, he's sucking. And I think he needs that big inside ball to help get in the ball a little bit more. So, um, yeah, we'll see how we go moving forward. But his use has been down and um, role's fantastic. He just hasn't been scoring. So come on, Rory Laird, pull your finger out, mate. And now let's go into the main part of the segment. It's the final countdown. The final countdown. Whoa. I don't know. <laughs> um, go, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, this is the, the main topics anyway, because Jordan Ridley obviously knocked the F out. So those who don't have him are licking their lips like a Christmas turkey. He's 588K. He actually dropped quite a little bit for those who own him. Break even of 190. So again, they're dropping their lip, uh, licking their lips, dropping to probably around a low 500. So if they don't have him, 
They're eyeing him off. He's still the highest averaging defender with a 113. 27% owned. He was only 13% not long ago. So the 14 that have him yep. really hurts, I think. Oh, I'd hate to be a, a Caleb Daniel owner last week that switched to Ridley. <laughs> yeah, we. It, what, what do we say? Get Ridley at any cost. Yeah, exactly right, yeah. So sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they spend 100. After all, we are a, what uh, What page are we? We're a, An advice? We no, are we're not an advice, advice page, We're an opinion, we? an opinion page. We are an advice page. No, we're not. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, we and, are uh, opinion page. We're an opinion page, and the opinion was to get him at any cost. Yeah. And unfortunately, for those that spent 150k from Caleb Daniel, you probably could have just waited and paid 50k. Yeah, uh, unfortunate. Uh, the really unfortunate thing is that if he averages 110 for the next few weeks, he's going to drop down to low 500s. Now, that's great for anyone that doesn't have him, and a lot of people don't. It's not great for those that do. But you've already paid for him. He's only going to be out the one week with concussion. You have to hold him. It's as simple as that. I agree, especially it's with the defender rookies that are there at the moment. Different scenario to last week with Daniel, and the difference is Daniel, Daniel we can't see being a top 10 defender, whereas Ridley is at this stage a clear number one. So you hold him regardless because you've already spent the money. There's no point. He's not going to lose from here on in. If he loses 80K, you're trading out, you're trading back. It's totally not worth it. It's not. 80K is not worth it. The reason we considered the Lockie Neal at the start of the year was because we thought he was going to drop 150, which would have made it worthwhile. And, and he, he dropped. Did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, that was the consideration where I do agree, especially with the coverage. You just take that lower number knowing you're going to get the higher ones because if you trade him out, you have to get him back in when everyone else does. Otherwise, you are in trouble. And he's a clear. Yeah. A clear. So if you don't have him plan... For the next few weeks, wait for that price drop and get ready to jump on the Ridley train. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, even if you're facing a donut, do not trade Ridley. You trade a you trade a rookie. Like we've got three rookies on the bubble this week. Guarantee one of them's playing. You t- you cop the loss of points for the one week, and then you make it back in the back end when he's averaging your one twenty over the next however many weeks. Yep, I agree. Um, just do not mess with that. And uh, Jordan Degoe is the next one. 10% owned. 10% held the Degoe train, waiting for it to come around because there were worse options. Averaging 54 now after getting a busted nose and a concussion. Break even a 147. He's 340K. He is going under 300,000. He'll be like 297K in the next two weeks. Um, Yeah, no no chance of coming into my team at all. I might go there. Nope. Are you getting in the Vino? No, it's a bit of red. Um, that's, that's, that's what I call Vino. Oh, Shiraz, mate. Don't go that low. <laughs> Um, Dugowie, I, I've at that price. If he goes to nope high two hundreds, I might go there. Nope, not touching it. Why not? He's just a roller coaster. I just can't be bothered riding. And not to mention that he plays for the team that I support. I cannot, for the life of me, have Dugowie and frustrate the hell out of me for not only for Super Coach but also when I watch him play football in real life. So, don't get me wrong. He's one of my favorite players. He's just so frustrating from a form perspective. One week he goes 150, the next week he goes 30. And there's no consistency. There's a low floor. Nah, not interested. Take just, nah, nah. I could be tempted. Nope. And um, I, I'm just not that desperate. <laughs> Again, like I just like was, a bargain though. You know me. I like a bargain. I see someone that uh, of that echelance and if they've dropped like 200,000 like Jack Rewalt the other year dropped an absolute fortune and went down to 260 and I picked him up and then bang played Gold Coast yeah again played like Gold Coast 200 buy, 200 yeah or let, let's say you have a player that gets injured and you need a bailout option like sure but I don't think that he's a bailout option at this stage of the season surely not 
Sorry to surprise you there, Chris. You never know what I keep back there. Oh, no, I'm, I'm actually impressed. But you know what? I'm not impressed with the fact that there's only one glass. Like, that's not very nice, is it? Oh, thank you, sir. You can I'll drink out of the bottle. I'm drinking from the bottle. Bum, bum, actually, bum, top me up bum, a little bit. Bum. you got to drive, mate. <laughs> well, tell me when, tell me when, tell me There's only that much. Dude, bro, yeah. I got this. Ah. No, what's that ad? It's not okay. Um, right, now, the last one is Dan Houston, mm. 514K... It's not that great. It was two for 20. It's okay. <laughs> and yeah, it's called it's Marking Time, and I was doing marking, so it worked marking out well. Marking Time. Um, normally, if you are in the market for a nice red, um, Chris Ringland is my favorite go-to. Generally, you can get it from 18 to $25, unless you want to go to the upper market. 50 bucks for the expensive, well, by my account's expensive. Chris Ringland, absolutely tasty. It is delicious water. Delicious. Uh, from the Dan's. So... Dan Houston, 514K, break even at 137, averaging 99.4, was averaging 112.3 before round five. Apparently, he's a test for this week. I hope he gets up for Chris's sake. I know I nearly said misses, but I thought positive energy for Chris. <laughs> now, look, with Dan, it's all about roll again. I think that 116 was lucky considering he was playing midfield. And when he plays midfield, he plays as a defensive midfielder on the defensive side of the clearance and contest. I just don't love that from a SC scoring ability. However, if he comes back after this week and starts playing a defense again, he could go back into that designated user role. What we saw this week was Tom Jonas was the one taking kickouts. When Houston gets back 100%, he's taking bulk kickouts if he goes into defense. Yep, so, I think if he tweaked himself and he's a test, then you're not going to put bulk minutes into that work. You're going to back him off for at least a month and then all of a sudden he'll be like, oh, and then by that point, they're probably close to getting some players back. Maybe Rockcliffe now won't get knocked out all the time. Yeah. So, And with the 137 break even, you don't need to bring him in this week. You can wait on it week, two weeks, see how it goes. Um, I'm Yeah, of course, the bad thing about Houston this week, if you have him, is that he is a test for Sunday and you won't find out. So you kind of just got to hold him. You won't worst, go till Saturday night and then nah. it could be a laid out as well. Yeah. Very, very last laid out. Now, the worst part about that is if you also have Ridley like I do and you know Highmore's not named, you're pretty much screwed. Like if if Highmore's not named cause, and you won't find out about Highmore. But can, you can't trade out Houston though. He's killing it as well. Well, it could be. No, I wouldn't. I'm not going to. I'm just going to take a risk. Like worst case scenario, a copper donut. Like. That is the worst case scenario. A Sunday night donut. What are you, what are you going to do? Other people are going to cop it this year. I'll donate to the cancer council if I need to. Um, but yeah, that's 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 all you can do really there. If you've yeah, I don't. There's nothing else I can say. There's no way that we can find out that information beforehand to make an informed decision. You kind of got to cross your fingers and hope that either one of Highmore or uh, both of Highmore and Jones are named. Or yeah, you need two of the three. So. Um, Highmore, Jones, and Houston. You need two of those to play if you've got Ridley also out. Yep. I think I'm lucky. I only need one to be named, so I'm kind of hoping Highmore gets up and I still might do the extra rookie move there, so we'll see mm-hmm. how we go. Um, that pretty much wraps us up. They're the, the key facts. Let us know if you like this new structure where we're just trying to focus on relevant information, those yep. who you should be bringing in. Instead of giving you a round-by-round, round, talking about all the games, etc. we can timestamp it, talk about fallen premiums, that way, if you're considering one of these guys, and we've mentioned quite a few, you can actually go, okay, this is their opinion uh, on these or players. Or advice, I mean, whichever way what, you want to take it. What, whatever <laughs> works, but that way you can start to go, okay, these are why I'm considering this person, this is why not, and 
start to kind of plan for it that way. And I think it's a little bit more of a relevant way where we look at the rookies, we look at those premiums, what their role's like, what their injury's like, et cetera, yep. and whether or not we think that they're worth bringing in or holding on. And I think that's probably the biggest challenge people face and when to move. Absolutely. The other one's probably the captains. So we should probably yes, go through... Yes, I was about to segue. Go through the captains. Now, I personally think that's a, there's only really two options this week. Um, we na- we nailed it last week too. We, did. we said McCray into, into Gorn. Now, not that, like it was a hard decision, but um, his his track history against those teams is really good. And it's funny because in my team analysis, I put it on the screen of my VCNC. I didn't actually on the line. Men- on the line. I didn't mention it, but Chris and I had the exact same thoughts again. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know it. Um, VC Gorn into Grundy based on their matchups. Basically, it's Gorn is a killing it. He's the best VC because you get a double take on whether it works or not. Obviously, you need a loophole, so if you don't have that, you need to change your strategy there. But Gorn against, um, who's he playing? Nank Nank Curvis. And Grundy is against Peter Wright. Like, it's, I cannot see a realm in which Grundy does not absolutely towel up. Yeah, uh, especially, like, he's got a newfound vigor the last couple of weeks. Like, um, quarter one, he finishes a quarter last week, he's on 70 points. He's just kicks dominated that first half. And he slowed down, obviously, slowed down, obviously, in the second half, but he still managed a 134. McRae is just the other option, I suppose. So the Friday night game, GWS versus the Dogs, they obviously don't have DeBoer right now, which means there's going to be no tag. Um, the, the, the problem that I've highlighted on my pod is the Dogs' mids, all three of them are fantastic and they're all scoring very, very well. So you could even VC Dunkley if you really wanted to or Bond if you want to really go wild. What we haven't seen really since outside of the preseason, which is I think more of an anomaly than a, like it's the exception, not the rule, is there really hasn't been anyone that's gone like 150, right? So you, as a VC option, you kind of want your best option there. And Gorn has the ability to do that. Gorn's got the ability to go 150 plus. Gorn nearly went like opponent. 200. It's right. stupid. But I agree. The dogs, they're kind of, a lot of them are getting, they're sharing the points around whether a few of them are going that 125 to 145, 148. I think that, yeah. So you get that guaranteed VC. You get that 130, I reckon, when you go a dog's mid right now. But I want more than that. <laughs> I'm a bit greedy. And I do prefer a Gorn this week as a VC, especially when you've got such a great captain option in Grundy that can you know you can rest your laurels on knowing that he's got Peter Wright the following day. Um, so yeah, I, I I'd really like that as an option. That's the way I'm going to be going. It's it's the way you see. Yeah, it Yeah, that's well. the way I see it. Um, yeah. I I can't see it any differently to be honest. And you get a nice little. VC into Gorn. I don't think we're going to need our captain, but if it does, I'm quite capable and quite happy to watch the Anzac Day game and watch Grundy absolutely tear that up. I will be doing that. That's going to be um, that's going to be me this weekend for sure. Yep. So that wraps us up. Let us know what you think of the new feature and if you like the format, etc. How are those timestamps going on YouTube? If you aren't sure about timestamps, also in the Podform platform as well. Click on the information and the timestamps are actually listed there. YouTube, you can actually just click and skip through to the sections you want. If it helps, on the line, on the pod for, uh, podcast platform, you can and just... subscribe to YouTube, just saying. Yeah, correct. Um, <laughs> podcast, so the information is just there, so you can have a look. Hey, I want to know about fallen premiums, et cetera, or specific players, then you can actually see what time we speak about it and just go to that. Or if you miss something, you can always go back and listen. Yep, absolutely, mate. That wraps us up. And uh, look, until next time, guys, we'll see you soon, and we'll talk again later. Catch you later, guys. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>
The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. I am